morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real. It's your girl Marlena here today with my co-host Felicia. How you doing? Good. Hey, everybody. Uh, so today we've actually been wanting to do this episode for quite a while. We've been talking about it. Um, we want to talk about female stigmas. I feel like there's just so many stigmas just around being female um, or identifying as female and we want to talk about it and mostly how much bullshit it involves. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's talk about the main stigma, right? I feel like periods. Oh my uh, God. Period stigma. Like what the, f- I talk about this on my Instagram too. Like, like the whole, like it's shark week. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you on your period? Cause you're a bitch. Like, like, oh yeah. Like all the code words, like just all the shame that comes with a period. Like even just for, like, think back to your first period. Oh my gosh. It was like, or, or when you first started menstruating, right? Think of like that time in your life, even like, and then now the comparisons of how much shame there still is. Even just like saying, I need a tampon or right. I got my period today or, or I, whatever, like almost sexualizing tampons. Okay. Yes, like it's, what it's, is with I, that? I literally will remember this. I, when I think back, there was a girl that got toxic shock syndrome at our high school and everybody, she was like, people like ostracized her. Like, like, cause no one really understood what that was until I was older, but I just remember her coming back to school and it was like, she had done something wrong. Like they treated her like something was wrong with her because that happened. Cause no, we didn't know what it meant. People were mean to her and bullied her because of that. What that the fuck? I mean, awful. Horrible. horrible. Awful. You yeah. say that though. And I think of so many of my friends who like weren't allowed to use tampons, mm-hmm. um, especially cause I went to a Catholic school. So it was like almost extra, extra, extra <laughs> um, <laughs> taboo and like, you know, bad to talk about, but it's, it's just so wild to me. Like imagine what the world would be like if we just normalized menstruating for women and just all of the things that women's bodies do, which I, I'm sure we'll talk more about. Um, <laughs> like, cause you know, even for men, right. Or boys, like how much they don't understand about menstruation and how, how it's like perceived as this like gross thing. And women just constantly have to walk through the world bleeding and making sure that nobody knows. Yep. Right. Like that's, it's awful. So I'm over it. Like I'm just, I'm even just over like grown ass women using code words (laughs) for for their menstruation cycle. Like it's so weird. Was it it Brit who was like posted not that long ago that she did not fucking understand? She goes, I just got that. Like she goes, I just got she thought that Shark Week was literally like Shark Week on Discovery Channel when people would say it. She's like, wow, people are like super into sharks. (laughs) I was dying. I'm like, oh my god, you're so funny. But I love that though. Yeah, but it's true. Like, just say, I got my period. Like, it's okay. We Guess what? That's if you have uterus, you know, like it's what yeah. our bodies do. And yeah. it's, just, it's, it's normal. It's literally part of our human biology. Well, and also like, on the flip side of that, as someone who is in my fifties, when you lose your period, it's really a, for some women, it's the end of a possibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it has a lot of emotional stuff that comes with it on the the other end for me I was like fuck yeah but for a lot of people it means something really different because you know you're getting older and it's just a different place and so for it to be you know so taboo it's just a it's almost like we suffer in all these little things in silence and 
um, you have to sort of bury it. And it's, it's emotional on both ends. Yeah. Let's talk about menopause. Cause I feel like that's another taboo. It is right. Like another part of, of a natural cycle that women go through, right? Like the end, you know, your eggs are gone and your, your body is transitioning into a new phase and it's a normal, natural thing that happens to every single person who has a uterus. And for some reason, it's again, just such a taboo topic. Women have so much shame around it. They hide it. There's so many women on, you know, all these different medications to try to hide their, you know, and suppress their side effects. And it's just, why, why can't we just fucking well, live? And we also live in, you know, our healthcare system doesn't even acknowledge it in the way that it needs to be I mean which is even more ridiculous it's like oh and you've been through that so tell me about some of your experiences going through menopause and how it's treated in the medical field yeah I just went to my doctor actually not that long and I'll tell you I just had a really very interesting experience so I am in menopause now I was in perimenopause and so that's sort of where your period starts to get weird so for me I started to have like I have pretty good skin I was starting to get acne and I was starting to have problems with my sleep and I was having hot flashes, but I didn't know what the fuck they were. I was just hot and sweating and weird things were happening. And I fucking, everybody bugged me. Like, but it was, which already happens, but it was really extreme. <laughs> but I, you know, but, um, and I was not, I was keeping it to myself, but I just felt it. And, and really my periods were like, I would get my period and my periods were always pretty normal and they were really heavy. Like within an hour, I was bleeding through my pants. Like, I mean, I, I couldn't even use a tampon. It was like, I had a pillow down there. I mean, it was really bad. And I'd have my period for like five days. It would be gone for two or three and then I get it again. So I get my period like three times in a month. It was wow. crazy. So I go to the doctor and, you know, my normal doctor and she's like, oh, you're going through perimenopause. Like this is normal. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's just part of the deal. I'm like, oh, okay. So I started doing research. Da, 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 da. So I ended up at this clinic where they specialized in like kind of hormonal balance without using a ton of um, traditional medication because of the side effects that comes with that. And so and really what he explained to me, and we do have a podcast on this with this doctor. Yes. With Dr. Cinda, go check that out. If you have any um, questions about that, hormone balancing. Yes. Was that Every healthcare system measures your hormones differently. So if you go to Park Nicollet Fairview, they all have their own like rating system and the range is so swings, like so big. So I'll just give it the range is from like two to 80. Right. So like if your testosterone is up and the range is one to 200, I'm four. So I'm pretty sure if 200 is the top and I'm four, my shit ain't balanced, but your doctor will tell you it is. And that's how it was. I would get my readout and it would say, you're one to 200, you're four, you're fine. And all of my stuff was at that bottom. And I, so I took it to him and he was like, you're, you're not fine. Um, so this last, a couple of weeks ago, I, my normal doctor had, was out, she was out of town. So I went to another doctor. All I wanted was my blood work. Can I bring it to him? So I don't have to pay him to do it. And it was this woman who came, I've been doing this for four years, five years. I don't know if she thought I was 15 years old, but she literally went, I sat with her and I said, here's the list of what I need. She's like, well, do you know what these things are? I go, what do you mean? She's like, well, do you know what estrogen is? Do you know it? I go, yeah, I know what my hormones are. She literally took out a sheet of paper and started drawing photos of my uterus. Like it drew it out and started to talk me through everything like a child. It was actually really condescending. I mean, and I'm like, ma'am, I'm 51 years old. I'm pretty sure I'm older than you. Like, do you know what I mean? I go, and I've been dealing with my hormones for a really long time. And I, you know, I really appreciate it, but I just need you to take the, the blood test. So when I went to get the test, she didn't run them all. She didn't run them all. Like, I mean, when I went to pick up the paperwork, I go, where is my testosterone test? Where is my, oh, well, she didn't think you needed them. I go, <laughs> she, she did, didn't do them. Like, so I had to go back. I went to somebody else. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, really? What, what do you, how, you're the blood lady. Like you're not, like, you're the lab lady. Like how did, like, what? It was really ridiculous. I mean, but that's what I mean. She didn't feel that, you know, she ran a test to see if I was in menopause, even though I've had, had my period in a year and a half, just to make sure that's the test she ran. She didn't do my estrogen, nothing. She, she picked the test she wanted to run for me. It was, 
I was outraged, Marlena. <laughs> oh, that sounds so frustrating. It was very frustrating. So I went back and did it again. But I just thought, that's what I mean. These are the things that we're dealing with. It's like, yeah, like, you know, your body, you've been going through this <laughs> process for a long time. Yep, so I hate like, that when you get stuck with a new doctor and you're like, you have to like explain your whole life story to them. And they're like, like, take these five blood tests. And she, she, it's so she was like, nah. Yeah, she did. And and it was says third. I think if you're over the number 30, that means you're in menopause. I was 88. So yes, bitch, I'm in menopause. Okay. And now I have to come back again, take time out of my schedule, pay another, pay co-pay. another copay. You know I mean, like it was just, it was Ridiculous. really irritating to me. So, so long story short, that's what we're talking about. Like, this is the kind of stuff that like traditional hair, they're not trained in it. They just, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, you have to manage it yourself, but it really affected my life for a long time. And, and that's just crazy. It goes to show how little trust, um, even a female doctor would have in a, what a woman wants and knows about herself. Right. Like that's exactly why we're talking about this stuff. Cause it's like, how often as women are we constantly doubted, you know? And then we're like, and then we start to gaslight ourselves and we're like, I'm, cause I'm sure you were probably sitting yeah. there like, like well, what, what the fuck? What? Like, and I didn't want to be mean or rude, but I was just like, um, I mean, I can understand if I was someone who, if I was, didn't understand my body, maybe that would have been helpful, but yeah. it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, yeah, that, that sucks. Well, Oh, that's why you got to advocate for yourself. It just sucks. You got to go back and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so what, what are one of the stigmas you have on okay, your list so over one there? For me, is just the word feminist. Like, I feel like. Yes, I have that on my list too. Yeah, there's a stigma around that. I just, I can't, everybody, when you hear the word, I think people cringe and they put this negativity around it and it drives me crazy. Like, I mean, I just feel like people don't get that. That word just means equality period a feminist is someone that believes that women should be treated equal we should get paid the same we should have the same rights as everybody else and that's it yeah. it's it, I mean, and people think i think they think it's like this extreme i don't know but it's negative i think the connotation people think it's negative and it really bugs me yeah <laughs> i think that that's just again you know anything surrounding uh feminine energy you know it's constantly questioned it's constantly shamed it's you know that idea of feminism like you say feminism and people are like, oh, you know, they uh, think you're like hippy dippy or whatever, you know, like totally, they are going to automatically gonna burn have, your bra. Like, yeah, you know, they're going to automatically have this perception of who they think you are. And it's like a feminist doesn't look any particular oh, way. I just want right? equal rights. Yeah. That's like, that, like, exactly. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's well, just crazy. People don't realize that in, in, you know, 50 years ago, women couldn't have a checking account unless their husband said it was okay. Women couldn't have mortgages. We couldn't have credit cards. So people don't realize, especially younger people, that there was a time when women didn't have the same rights, just like people of color did it. They didn't have those rights. And so, yeah, women did have women are still fighting for those rights, equal pay, all of those kinds of things. And we're still fighting for equal pay. We're still fighting for health care. We're still fighting for abortion rights. We're still fighting for all these things things. that, that are constantly being, you know, there are constantly people gatekeeping these, you know, ideas and they're men. The fact that Roe versus Wade is still on the table, you know what I mean? Just all this shit. I mean, so I think people are forgetting that, like, yes, those hippy dippy people, they started fighting for those rights because they were, they weren't there. So you know, be grateful that, you know, things have come this far. That's what this is about. It's not about, you know, yes, I can grow my armpit. Don't open my door for me. I don't need a man. That's not what this is about. Like, right. Like people assume, like, if you're, if you're extremely feminine presenting, right. So if you're a very, um, feminine girl, you wear a lot of makeup, you do your hair, you know, you dress a certain way, you wear heels. Oh, there's no way you could be a feminist. No. Right. And it's like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Yeah, like they don't get what the word is. They've just right. put this bad. So they that's this um, idea behind what right. they think I think that word really is. has a stigma around right. it. And it's just, uh, to me, you're just not, and you don't have to be a woman or identify as female to a be a feminist. I pay half the mortgage, motherfucker. He is a feminist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, one of the stigmas that I deal with a lot, um, and I always have, and I feel like, um, specifically, I think women of color probably will identify mostly with this, but just like being able to change your style without people like making this fucking huge deal about it. Right. So like, for example, I used to work for this, um, small jeweler and it was owned by a very white man <laughs> and every day I would come in. And that was one thing I loved about working in jewelry was, was dressing up every day and being able to change my style. And, and I really like expressing myself through my hair and my makeup and my jewelry and my clothes. And for me, my style ranges very wide. Like I can go from, you know, jeans and t-shirt and sneakers, which I love to an extremely feminine presenting look and everything in between. And oh my God, I literally quit that job for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons was how uncomfortable he made me on a daily basis when I would come in and he would always have to make a comment about my appearance that day, my hair that day, my outfit that day. Oh, wow. You look, you look extra ethnic today. You, you know, wow. You look, you look so different. I didn't even, you know, like just, con and it was constant. And he is most definitely not the only person I've ever dealt with, but that's right. one of the most major, um, like influences, I guess. I don't know that that was probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been. Well, it sounds like it was very consistent that. and apparent. <laughs> yeah. But like, why is it so outrageous? Like when women change their hair, right? Like say oh, yeah, we that's one of mine hair is. A yeah. Thing. Say, say we cut our hair or, you know, I straighten my oh. hair instead of wearing it curly or wear it curly instead of it being straight. Like to me, that hair thing is a big stigma. Women should have long hair. I feel like the straight hair thing, yeah. whenever I have curly hair, so do you. But when I wear my hair straight, I get, oh, you look really, your hair looks really pretty today. Well, it didn't look good yesterday when it was curly. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just telling you, I get a lot of comments, especially from men when my hair is straight, except for my husband. He loves my hair curly. Um, but I will too. say that I noticed that the whole like, I feel like as a woman, that stigma of you should have long hair. You, there's a reason why, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, long hair is beautiful. Yeah. Extensions are, you know, there's a reason why extensions do really well, but I think short hair is beautiful too, you know, but I feel like that's a stigma that women should have long flowing hair. Like, yeah. I mean, it totally is. <laughs> it's so true. And I personally, I love having really long hair. Um, it does make me feel like extra, extra feminine, right. which is which probably is some internalized misogyny that I need to deal with. Right. But it makes me feel good. But I will say like the two times in my life that my hair has been chopped off, um, by someone else. Um, and I didn't want it to be, were both really devastating, traumatizing events for oh, me. Um, but yeah, like I totally get what you're saying. And it's so funny because I remember Amber, we had Amber on the show. Shout out to Amber if she's listening. Um, and I remember she put up a poll because she was trying to decide if she wanted to chop her hair, she wanted to do a bob or she wanted to leave it longer. Um, and I voted for longer. And then I messaged her and I was like, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was along the lines of what we're talking about, you know? And I'm like, you're going to look gorgeous either way. Like I she ended up cutting it into a bob and it looks amazing looks so on cute. her. Yeah, so her fucking cute. cute. Um, and she's like, I totally get it. You know, it's that like, um, you know, we're always told as women, like I remember oh, even yeah. growing up, I wasn't allowed to cut my hair. Oh, like, really? It, it was like a thing. Yeah. It was like a thing culturally. And like in my family, like the girls, like you, you can't cut your hair. You just can't, you could let it grow and grow and grow forever. Uh, which I did, um, up until high school. Um, and my hair was down to my butt. Um, and at one point I did eventually chop it off, you know, and it just, um, can you see my hair short? Yeah. That's short for me. Like, yeah. So I totally, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't for know. Me, hair was a, for me, hair was like, it represent like it was a blanket, a security blanket. I was totally yeah. surrounded by a bunch of white people. I wasn't rich. I was poor. So I could have good hair. I've got good hair. And so my whole life I had really long, my hair was really long. Even now it's, I just got a cut. It's still fucking long, but it was really long. And it was the one thing that I felt like I had 
you know what I mean? Like, because it didn't cost me no money. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and, and it made me fit in sort of, yeah. you know, especially in a place where I really didn't feel like I did, you know, kind of a thing. So it was a, a security blanket for me in many ways, especially as a younger person. I mean, just yeah. being like young and in college and it was always, oh, you have nice hair. Like that was my thing. Like even when I was heavier, I still had good hair kind of a thing. You know, I mean, so it was really the thought of cutting my hair was like, fuck, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not so in that picture. I was like, you know what? I got to just I'm going to I got to do it because I got to know that I'm still OK. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, but it was a big deal for me to do it. A big deal for me to cut my hair. And it was good. It was, but I'm too lazy to upkeep it. That was the problem. I can't, because you do have to upkeep shorter hair. Like you have to get it cut. But I was, it was a really big deal for me to sort of step out of that box and do it. Yeah. Because there's such a big thing around our hair as women. Totally. Um, and especially if you are, again, a woman of color, yeah. Black women, women who have textured hair. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, literally uh you know right now the crown act was just passed in congress now it's moving to the senate hopefully it'll be passed but like women specifically black women and women who have textured hair are still fighting for their right to just be able to exist with their hair and be able to protect and style their hair and we're we are having to pass federal laws so that they cannot be discriminated against. Like this is still a very real thing. So if you're someone who has never experienced that and you've never had to deal with that because you have straight blonde hair or right. straight, you know, your easier hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have the hair that has been presented as the standard. Um, you know, take a moment to reflect on that and think about, you know, the fact that there are still so many people, not just women, right? There are still people who are just fighting for the right to be able to just exist with the hair that they have on their head and do what they want with it and not have to worry about losing their job or, you know, being reprimanded. Or having to spend millions of dollars and to straighten their hair and do this and do no that. No kidding. And do chemical treatments. Right. And which so if you choose up. to do that because you want to, right. that's but cool. But to. if you're doing it because you have to, or because you're trying to, you know, conform or fit into what other people's picture of you is supposed to be. Supposed to yeah. It's bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it's total it's bullshit. bullshit. Leave us alone. Yeah. Let's let's let people do what the fuck they want to do with their hair. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I even just like hair color. Right. Like I remember when I worked for Jared, um, you know, it's in our handbook, you know, that you can only have naturally colored hair, you know? So it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Naturally colored hair. So I can dye my hair blonde. I can dye my hair brown. I can dye my hair white people red, <laughs> but I can't dye my hair like bright red. Like I remember I literally dyed my hair bright engine red. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is what I want to do with my hair. You want to fire me for that? They didn't. <laughs> I'm just naturally a rebel always happen, yeah. but you know, like that's bullshit. Like yeah, it is bullshit. I love that about my staff. I'm like, I express yourself. Yes. And as long as you don't look like you're gonna murder someone or you're gonna scare the children, I'm good. Like, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop shaming people for their hair. Stop being so like, like amazed by right. how different someone else's hair is. I love. Stop like asking said. people questions about their hair. Right. Like, that shit. Like, is that yours? <laughs> you look extra ethnic today. I mean, what the fuck? I can't even tell you how many motherfucking times I've heard that in my life. <laughs> Wow, you look extra Puerto Rican. Really? Wow, you look extra Latina today. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I'm Latina every day. I am me every that. single day. Like you said, it's a way to express yourself. You know, yeah. it's like an artist or a musician, like clothes and hair and makeup is really a really fun way for people to express themselves. And that yeah. can look differently every yeah. day. Compliments are great, right? Wow, your hair, you look amazing. Your hair right. is beautiful. That looks great but stop with the question stop with the awe stop with the like like I'm a fucking alien because my hair was straight yesterday and it's curly today like stop I hate it so much it is oh it's it's one thing I wish I could just really abolish completely I'm so over it it's something I've dealt with my whole life and it is just 
It's I'm over it's, it. But Stop yeah, being amazed at the fact that people have different types of hair. Just like, let people the fuck? Know, like, yes, women can have any kind of hair. Yes, they want. let long. people live their lives. Like, yes. fuck. You so, know? Yeah, I mean, I think about all the money that's been made. And I think, like you said, you feel good. You love your, you get hair extensions because it makes you feel good. But I think it's, yeah. people don't feel good about themselves and they're making those decisions because we are living in a culture that says you need to look this way. And that's where I think, to me, that's kind of where that stigma comes in that beauty is if you have long hair, beauty is only if you have these things. And totally like when the and Kardashians you- came out with their long ass motherfucking hair is when the hair extensions blew up. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like, and then they started getting butt injections and right. butt implants, and now everybody on the planet wants a BBL. Right. Like, what they're, the they're, fuck? They're be because in about two to three years, it's gonna go the other way, and then you all got these big asses that you didn't actually want. And now, I mean, that's the thing. It's just- and, then, and and to just go off of that, like I've had big thighs, and I've just had a curvier Ooh. thighs, and wait, you know, that's just the genetics I was given, right? And I remember being shamed so much growing up for my shape, for being made fun of because my thighs would hang off the edge of my seat, you know, at school when I would sit, you know, if you sit with your like legs under you, you know, how your thighs like expand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember being shamed so much for that. And now women are literal skinny white women are literally paying tens, 20, hundreds of thousands of dollars to have fat injected into their thighs and their ass. So weird. I mean, it's just so weird to me. (laughs) It's wild. And then you mentioned like all the money that's made on all of this. Right. And I just want to talk about that for a second, because there is an entire industry, billion dollar industry that's dedicated to shaming women's bodies. Let's talk about feminine hygiene products. Let's talk about washes, douches. Oh my God sprays th- I mean, to make you smell better I mean, are you- bitch your pussy's supposed to smell like pussy yes it's not supposed to smell like vinegar and lavender okay <laughs> i mean give me a break and plus that shit is fucking bad for you it's like, awful for your body like so you, bad don't, for you. you don't need to be balancing Spray. your ph Can your just, body does it naturally i use charge in my sink okay yes. like rust off shit you're not supposed to be swishing that shit up your crotch no. like you're not you're not it's like, really bad yeah let's talk about like you know again with the shame with discharge and you know things like that that are natural that are literally a way to track that your body is functioning I mean, properly <laughs> It's crazy to me. Like, I mean, it's actually, it really makes me angry because my doctor, I remember, and then I took Haley, you know, to the doctor for lady stuff. And they're like, do not use any of that stuff. Do not use it. They're like, it will cause infections. It's not good for you. Just make sure you're cleaning and changing your underwear. You know what I mean? And and using cotton, doing those kinds of things. It's there to absorb like these are natural things. And this is how your body cleans itself and whatnot. You know, I mean, that's just how it works. I mean, so yeah. I mean, even hair down there, like that's one of the things, body hair is one of the stigmas. Yeah, let's talk about body hair. hair. I get it to each their own, but it has a purpose, okay? It does have have a, I I get it, but I'm just telling you, you're not supposed to look like you're a child down there. You're Mm -hmm. not, like hair, and if people can do what they want to do, but I feel like we all started waxing down there because somebody said it was sexy. Okay, that's why we did it. We, We didn't make the decision somewhere out there some stupid fucking tv show or somebody said that that's what we're supposed to do and now we're getting our asses and everything waxed and it itches when it comes back it's expensive and hair on your vagina is protects your vagina for shit not to get in there it has a job yeah <laughs> it, it it serves a purpose um but yeah that's so <laughs> yeah there's it's it's funny how trends dictate what women do with their bodies um and I know it's so funny I don't know if you watch Chelsea Handler at all or her uh-huh. stand-up um, but I can't remember which which stand-up um special it is but she talks about how you know for a while there it was trendy to be bold right to right. completely so she lasered her entire she what she called her Pikachu yeah. <laughs> she she laser, you know, had all her hair removed and she's like, and now bushes are back. Like what the fuck? Like, and I'm bald forever because I had it permanently removed. And you know, it's like the things that women, and I'm guilty of this too, right? The things that we do to our bodies and put our bodies through 
because it's what's socially acceptable at the time, right? right. Who makes these decisions? Ooh, the ladies on 90210 and Desert Housewives. Yeah. And like, but seriously, like that's kind of how it works. I mean, I literally watched the Housewives of the OC the other day when I was on the treadmill. They all look fucking weird. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they all look ridiculous. I mean, they're my age. They, they I am older, I think, than some of them. And I'm like, you not you need to talk to your doctor. They look weird. <laughs> They're starting to all look weird. You know, you know what I mean? They're, and they're they are too much. beautiful women, but I mean, their hair is down to their butt. They've got, it's just out of control. Like they're trying so hard to look young that they look old. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not working. Isn't like, that you know? so funny? I'm a, I'm a big Queer Eye fan. I don't know if, if you ever watch yes, Queer I Eye. Love, love Queer Eye. But I always love those episodes where they take older women, right? Who are trying so hard to look younger, yeah. but by trying to look younger and wearing these like, you know, doing all these things, it makes them look older. And then they give them a makeover and it's like, bitch, you look 20 years younger now just by embracing it, you know, embracing it. Like, yes, you can put a few little trendy things in there, but I'm not trying to wear the exact same outfits that my 20 year old daughter is wearing. But you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I couldn't like, I like, listen, I like me some cute tennis shoes. I'll wear those cute tennis shoes with an outfit, but I'm not going to fucking wear the whole same outfit that she's wearing. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I see. And I'm just like, what is happening? But the waxing thing. Okay. So my girlfriend owns one of those spa things. So this is like when I was young, like probably in my thirties. And so she's like, no, I want to try this thing on you to do some hair on my arm. Right fuck that. I lasted 30 seconds. It was like, <laughs> you have to go a bunch of times for it to actually be removed forever. It's like lighting your skin on fire. I mean, like yeah. I go, I, I'm not doing this. Like I'm not coming back here over and over and paying thousands of dollars. Like I don't get me wrong to each their own, but I could, was thinking to myself, this is like for someone, it's a pretty big financial commitment. I mean, I yeah, get like maybe under your arms just because you're shaving there, but like for someone to do that to their whole body is a lot of money and it's painful. And then I went and had the waxing. I only did that one time. And then she flipped my legs up over my head and waxed my ass. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was horrible. And then it grows back. Okay. Yep. Grow back. And it itches. I mean, it itches. And I'm like, I'm done. Do I do a little grooming in the area? Yeah. A little bit with the late, you know, but I'm, yeah. good. I'm good. My husband, fuck off. I'm not doing that. That's the thing too, is like most people's partners, if your partner is a, um, well-rounded, <laughs> my husband does not care, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially men, exactly but like, yeah, like, men. you know, whoever your partner is, whoever you choose to be with, like the person that you're with and, you know, having a sexual experience with like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And if they do, and I have, point. and I will okay. say I have dated men in the past who made comments about genital hair. And I was like, peace out, motherfucker. Cause hey, you no. want me to be smooth as shit. And you're that like into it that you need to say something you're about it. Mm, you might be a pedophile. Right. <laughs> just saying. Don't get me wrong. Once just again, saying. This is something that you want to do for yourself because it makes you feel good. But hell yeah. I, then do that shit. Thing is, it's just that I feel like a stand something becomes a standard and then we feel like we have to meet it yeah because and yes. I think the challenge is that do whatever you want if it makes you feel good but don't do it because yeah. it's trendy and you think a guy's gonna think you're hot because you don't have no hair on your vagina like I mean like that's the thing just be hot because you are you know I right. mean dudes don't care they're happy they're getting laid like I mean really yeah. <laughs> it comes down to I mean it's just crazy to me yeah crazy to me um, so to go off of that, um, or, well, earlier we talked about like the sexualization of tampons, right. From when we're young. And I feel like just in general, um, as females we're sexualized from such a young age, right? Like I remember being cat called back before I was even a teenager, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. so females are constantly sexualized, but that we're also simultaneously taught to suppress our sexual energy, right? And to to be a certain way and to act a certain way. And it's like, okay, do we just exist to be sexual objects for others? Like, is that, is like, I feel like that's 
what we're all taught, right? Like we're sexual objects for everyone else, but we can't be sexual for ourselves. Oh, nope. And you can't be a certain- We can't control our own sexuality. Other people get to choose what our sexuality should mm-hmm. or shouldn't look and like. They shame the fuck out of you for doing it. Yeah. So like, I mean, literally, if you're aggressive or assertive, you're a slut. If you're, the, I mean, seriously, like, it's just like ridiculous. I mean- if you are an equal opportunist, you're a lesbian. If you're, the, I mean, like they just put a label on every single thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really quite awful. If you enjoy sex too much, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's just, yeah. If you don't enjoy sex, right. There's then, something there's something, wrong with yeah, you. then you're, then you're never going to find a partner. You know, it's right. just like, there's this constant, like push and pull just in every fucking aspect of being female. It's exhausting. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. And in, even with like our sexuality, right. Like it's like cool and hot to be like, bi, you know, but right. it's like, totally. how is someone else's sexual identity? Like, like even more sex, like sexualized and, and fetishized, you know, fe- fetishized. Oh, how do I say that word? Fetish- Whatever. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. It's so funny that you say that because I think about like in the eighties and nineties, how so many of those shows would show like two women making out it's, you know, two guys making out, like it's two women making, they show that all the time. And that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like, they're not lesbians though. You know what I mean? They're they're not, but they're just making out because that's hot for the guy. But like, they don't show two men together. Is that not supposed to be hot for women? Like, I mean, I just, even now I feel like even, even today, like it's like still a little shocking. Oh, it is. And it's, and I know we're talking about female stigmas, but that was something I wanted to talk about as well Is like, right. So like if a woman is fluid in her sexuality or, or identifies as bisexual, it's it, like we said, right. It's like considered like hot. It's like right. cool. Right. It's whatever. But if men are that way, it is, it's so so stigmatized for them, right? Like men aren't allowed to be anything but heterosexual or gay, right? It's one or the other. And I still see it. And I even see it like in the TV shows that I watch. It's like, you know, if a man, you know, identifies as bisexual, he's gay. And it's just like, how, like, what was with the double standard? Like, why can't men be sex, like sexually fluid too? Women. Like we're all humans. Like in what TV, the fuck? When women, when women say they're bisexual, they're actually straight, but they just like to make out with girls. Yes. They're not lesbians. They're, they don't actually date women. They, they date and marry the guy, but when, but they make out with girls, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, totally. Yep, it's- that's so fucking true. And there's a lot of women who claim to be heterosexual who married men who realized throughout their lives oh maybe I'm not right? right like one of the most common things um that I hear from straight women and I've done like polls and stuff on this on my Instagram and I've seen other influencers talk about this as well how many straight straight quote unquote straight women watch girl on girl porn and it's super common and that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right. right. But it's just like, but if we turn the tables again and we're like men, you know, who maybe are turned on by watching men together, like that would be such a like stigmatized, oh my God, yes. negatively presenting thing. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> the patriarchy has really fucked us all up. I know, it's just really bad. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's really, really like, I don't know, but that stuff, it, it's just really, it makes me, I get, it's just because I have a daughter and it's one of those things where like, just trying to, you know, those are hard conversations to have, but just wanting her to feel comfortable, be comfortable in that space and her like kind of checking with me. So how would you feel if I dated a woman? How would you, I mean, she asked me this, I go, I don't give a fuck. I go, I mean, literally I go, you do whatever you want to do. I don't, I will never, I don't put label on anything. I just want you to be happy. I, I don't care. I don't care if you date Sally on Monday and Jimmy on Thursday. I don't really care as long as you're happy and comfortable. You yeah. just need to be happy. Love is love. Like what it, to me, if you connect with somebody, you connect with them. And, yeah. and that, and that to me doesn't really have anything to do with if you have a penis or boobs, like, do you know what right. I mean? Like you're just going to connect with someone and whatever that looks like is what it looks like. So you right. don't have to worry about me, but, um, but just her, like just having those conversations 
they're, 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 you know, interesting to have, like just making sure you're saying the right things and, you know, yeah. just the things that we're talking about now, just having to have those conversations with your kids, you know what I mean? So that she's totally. not, I'm and not I, putting those on her, at least having discussions about them. You totally. Know? And I feel like so often, especially with children, right? Like people push the identity they want their child to have on them. Oh, right. Yeah. So I always find it so weird when people put like, like t-shirts on their kids. That's like, you know, um, hide your daughters or, you yeah. know, shit like that. Right. <laughs> Especially for boys, like these misogynist <laughs> ideas and like pushing, like, Oh, he's got five girlfriends at daycare. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? And these are the same people who are like, you know, support these bills that like these don't say gay bills and things like right. that and saying, oh, we don't need to be teaching our children about LGBTQ, you know, that we don't need to be teaching about that. But you're this, this is the same people that are like, you know, putting these T-shirts on their kids and like talking about their kids having girlfriends. And it's just like. What the fuck? Stop pushing an identity on your child, like like just let your child be who the fuck they are, they are. and let exactly. them figure out their own identity. Right. Yeah. And they'll tell you who they are. Thing I've seen. So I was did an event, a frozen event, and we had like the frozen princesses. And so there's this little girl. She's probably three or four and she's got the frozen princess gown on and her brother who's probably two and he has the exact same frozen princess gown as her and they're walking together holding hands and he's got his little pacifier in and it was like the best fucking thing I'd ever seen because clearly he just wanted to look like his sister and he wanted his frozen princess gown too and they matched and I was like this is what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. like this little kid should be able to wear a fucking frozen princess gown just like his sister you know what I mean and I just think like if this was 10 years ago people would have been up in arms maybe not even maybe there's four or five people there going why is that little boy wearing a fucking frozen yeah, I was gonna princess. say there's probably still somebody like, who's upset I don't even know what it, I'm right? talking about I'm sure there were people but I saw it and I thought my heart just kind of opened a little bit because I'm like okay your parents you're doing it right yeah like, you, you know what I mean you got him his dress and he wanted it like yeah. you know what I mean? he looks so cute in his little dress and his little frozen dress and they were holding yeah and, and and to flip that too right like um like one of my cousins I grew up with she has always like just hated dresses and like, she's just not, not her shit. Right. Right. And I remember they would like force her into dresses and, um, you know, we're Catholic or, well, I'm, I don't consider myself Catholic, but we grew up Catholic. We were raised Catholic. So we all did our first communions and her and I are pretty close in age. Um, and what you have your first communion, what are you like? 10, 11. 11, Okay. Um, and I was always, you know, relatively I didn't mind wearing dresses um so I had my first communion and she's like the great under me so I had my first communion and then it was her turn to do her first communion and she like refused she was like I will not fucking wear a dress for this like I I can't do it so we I, I don't know somehow her mom and my mom ended up convincing her to wear the dress that I wore so they wouldn't like have to buy another dress and her mom was like okay if you wear this dress for your first communion, you never have to wear a dress again. And literally like to this day, we crack up at her first communion pictures because she's just pissed. Like so mad. You can see her face. She refused to smile, but sure enough, that's the last fucking time she ever put a dress on, you know? And I think about that and I'm just like, why, like why just because she was born with a vagina like she has yeah. to wear a dress like that makes no sense to me and uh one of the influencers I follow um she has five kids four girls one boy and one of her girls doesn't it reminds me of my cousin when she was little she doesn't like wearing dresses like when they do family shoots and things like that she'll wear pants and then this girl will get messages from people and be like oh is your daughter trans now like it's like labeling her and trying to identify her just because she doesn't want to wear a dress and it's like what the fuck is wrong with people like stop trying to identify other people it's not your job your job is to ask people what they feel comfortable being addressed right like is that your job to identify other people but I don't know. I just find that so weird. That's weird. People are, people have to find things to do. I mean, (laughs) you don't need to read more books. Y'all need to read books, listen to audio books, 
Maybe talk to some people who live differently than you do. I don't know. And the fact that you think that someone's like identity is based on their clothing is ridiculous. (laughs) Come on. For real. (laughs) Okay. Wild. Okay. Uh, So I wanted to dig in like one, there's a, like one, I think that's a really big one is being a parent. I think it's a yep. really big one. That's on my like, list too. I have not given birth to any children. Um, and I feel like I get that all the time. Do you and feel I, like you, do people, like some people like make you explain it? Yeah. Or like, because, you know, I refer to, you know, Haley, I did not give birth to Haley and, you know, her mom is fine with me referring to Haley as my, she's my stepdaughter, but it's really, I'm not, it's like, oh, I have bonus kids or I have stepdaughter. Like, it's just, I just call her my kid you know and so yeah it's a really weird thing because it's like so well do you have any of your own kids no bitch she's my own kid you know what I mean like right like like somehow like that's less you know what I mean I've been with Haley since she was three years old she's almost 21 like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I raised her you know yeah and every situation's different right so again it's like it's not other people's place just to yeah to like I just, yeah, having kids, not having kids, um, even my for people who choose to never have kids, right? Like that's such friend. a taboo thing. My best friend is like, I have no kid, Like you know what I mean? It's, just, it's her choice. And it's, a, it's a very, it's, she's always just been fine. That's what she's wanted. Yeah. You know? And she's like, if one more fucking person asks me why, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Cause it's not their business. She's yep. like, because I just, didn't want to or her husband had a stepdaughter and she's like and I was fine with that and they still you know shouldn't see her very often but she's like it's just my career was my thing that's what I wanted I want to travel and have a career and I'm fine Mm -hmm. with having a child in my life a couple times a month and that was good enough for me you know and yeah for me I you know Adam and I we of course we always get the question do you got kids and it's like no and people are like why it's like okay now I'm gonna make you uncomfortable You know, and I do, I make people hella uncomfortable. I answer very bluntly because that's just who I am. Um, you know, like, and it it usually happens mostly in medical situations. I'm not a very social person, so I don't socialize (laughs) that much. Um, but for me, it usually happens in medical situations, you know, where people, where they ask, you know, oh, do you have any kids? No. Um, you know, or they ask about pregnancies. Yes. I've had miscarriage. Um, you know, even going through, and I talked about this on the cosmetic surgery one, you know, the consultations, you know, badgering me about having kids in the future. And I'm like, bitch, like I've been trying for years. Like, it's not really something that's in the forefront of my mind. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's weird how many people feel as if you have to birth a child in order to be a valid parent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I don't, you know, with a Trey, you, I never really considered myself a parent just cause he did live with us later in life. And, you know, he was my nephew and that was always our dynamic. I always felt like a caretaker more than like a parent, um, but that's my choice to choose what my identity is in that situation. Right. right? Um, but we, even the other day we got new cell phones and the guy referred to me as his mom. And it's just like, and both of us kind of were like, it's uncomfortable. Right. And it, because like, he doesn't know his situation with his mom, which right. is like a very damaging, so you know, like traumatic yeah. subject for him. Um, he doesn't know my situation where all of my trauma around not being a mom, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Parenting in the world and people's perception of it, what they think it should look like and what they think you should be or not be. Yeah. It's just a really weird, you know, I have an older stepdaughter and she was, you know, a teenager. So I have a good dynamic with her, but it's different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's different because she was older and I didn't see her as often. It's, it's definitely not as, it's not as, it's different when you're three and 15, you know what I mean? Like just a a different dynamic, but I just feel like, like you said, I don't mind when people ask what I don't like is when they dig like that, like, well, oh, do you get along with her mom? Like, no, your motherfucking business. I don't even know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, and so I just, it, for me, I also think the stigma is that you're supposed to be a fucking mom. Like you're supposed yep. to be a parent. That's how it works. Oh, are you married? 
none of your business. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and if you're not, it's like, oh, oh, you are like, it's just, are you married? Even like, it's just really like, I just remember when I met my husband, I mean, all of my friends, we all got married in our, like in our thirties later in life. And so when I'm from the cities, so are most of my friends. When I met my husband, he lived out here in the prior lake. So when I came out here with my girlfriends and we met some of his friends, they were all like, so are you guys, are you married? Have you been, no, I'm not married. What have you been married? No, like all three of us, none of us. Well, do you guys have kids? No, we just said, we're not married. We haven't been married. Like, no, we don't have any kids. And they were all like, I mean, like surprised that we hadn't been married, divorced, whatever. I'm like, no, like, no. I mean, like, that's normal in my group of friends. Maybe here, everybody, I think, got married really young. They got married in their 20s. Had kids. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, nope. I said all of yeah, us. Mar- marriage and children isn't everybody's goal, believe Right. Or not. And I think <laughs> for the most of us, none of us were even thinking about that. We all yeah. we work more career driven at the time and we're kind of doing that. And it wasn't in the forefront of and all of us, not one of my friends had married and had kids until we were all in our thirties and forties, because that's just not, it wasn't in the forefront and it all happened very organically at different times for all of us. But there are some people that that's, and I feel like that's sort of the stigma that that's what you're supposed to do. And it's bullshit. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many layers to it. Right. Cause then there's like, that's how that's the group you fall into, right? Like right. what that, that's Anyone. people's view of you. And for me, it's like, I always thought I was going to be a mom, you know, but life has different plans. And it's yeah. just like, when people like, like you said, I hate the most, I, I don't, I guess I don't mind the question because it's, no, it comes from an innocent either. place. Right. But when the people pry, part. right. Yeah. When people start prying and they start getting really personal and they're just like, but why have you tried this? Why don't you just adopt? Why don't you just do IVF? Why don't you just, and it's like, if you're asking questions like that is because you have no fucking idea how actually complicated and difficult all of this is. And like you prying is making me very uncomfortable. Leave me the fuck alone. Leave women alone. You know? And, and to go off of that, I mean, even, okay, so for women who have birth children, right, they get invasive questions too. Uh, there's so much stigma around how you birth your child, right? Whether you have a vaginal birth or a C-section, right? There's different views on that. If you breastfeed or right. if you Do don't you breastfeed. When you have a baby. Do yeah, when, when people, people, yeah, people who medicate during um My favorite is I labor. had a natural pregnancy because I didn't take medication. I'm like, the baby is coming oh. out of your vagina. There is nothing more natural than that, whether you have medication <laughs> or not. Okay. I'm like, who okay. cares? Like, you know, like, like, <laughs> like your birth story is your birth story. You, right. for a lot of women, they, you have zero control. Zero. But- I definitely over feel how like it all goes. There's uh, sometimes a judgment, like for me at least, like I've had people say, Well, you don't get it. You've never had a child. Like I've had that someone say that to me before. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't need to give birth to a kid to know what it is to raise a child. Because yeah, no I raised one. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the fuck off. Like, I mean, like, and, and I've had a that I've had someone say that to me. And so I think that's that my whole thing is just this stigma of like that, that that's, you're supposed to have kids. And I'll tell you, I know a lot of people that I don't think most people in their twenties are ready to get married and have kids anyways. I mean, that's my stigma. Okay. That I'm going to put out there. I'm not saying some aren't, but I mean, there's a lot of life and I feel we rush women into being mothers Mm -hmm. and, and listen, like if that was your path and that was what you wanted again, if that's what you wanted and that's perfect do what you want, but it's just more about this idea that, that other people are always putting onto us as women of what our lives are supposed to look like, right. And what we're supposed to be presenting into the world. And I see one more television that shows that says, Oh my God, I'm going to be 30 and I'm not married. Like I'm fucking Hallmark and I'm not married yet. I need to like, like I constantly hearing that that little line that it's going to be my 30th birthday and I'm not married. Like, you know, I mean, literally, I feel like that's the thing. There's like this time and then you're not value. Once you hit that 30 or whatever yeah, yeah. the age is, you're a fucking old maid. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's so stupid. It's, it's stupid and it's sad. Like it's yeah. really sad. I mean, women have some hard shit they have to fucking deal with. 
We do. We're dealing with bullshit all the time. And just the natural things that our body does is constantly shamed. You know, I mentioned breastfeeding, how often, you know, are women shamed for feeding their fucking kids in public? It's like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like why they sexualize it again, right? Again, we're sexualized for something (laughs) that our yeah. Like, it's just, oh God, it's exhausting. Like just it fucking is. let us exist and just be, I was, please. I was at this event not that long ago, like just a, like a birthday party. And th- this guy was there and he's like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, I, I own a business. He's like, oh, what do you work for Mary Kay or something? Like this has happened to me. Like not that, let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with working for Mary Kay. But my point is, is you that- You can only own a business if, if it's an MLM assumption was that I worked for like a multi-level like do you know what I mean I sold Tupperware or whatever like not that I owned like a brick and mortar type of business and I and I get that a lot like fuck off like I mean like I'm like are you kidding me like it was I've had that happen to me a lot and I don't know if that's a combination of being a person of color and a female like but like I know I own a marketing company and it's always like oh you know, oh, you're like, a oh, unicorn. They're, like they're fucking so shocked. Like, I mean, oh, doesn't that always make you feel so uncomfortable? Like you're fucking alien. Like they look at you like someone in the face. <laughs> it makes me mad. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's like I'm legit all of a sudden. It's a very weird feeling. It's, yeah. it's a weird feeling. I mean, and actually I have work on my list because that's another subject for that. I fucking again like you said like this perception of like what women are supposed to be doing working right like um if you're a business owner what type of business do you have I hate being asked what do you do what do you do I'm like I have I, I own business you know I have a few businesses myself right I'm a photographer and honestly um for the last few years I just say photographer because that's just the easiest response and I don't have to explain myself besides people go oh what type of photography do you do okay. I'm like oh god I hate small talk in I general so it's like the best was everybody was I go oh I work for the Walt Disney Company oh do you work at the Mall of America that I go, no, I don't work at the Disney store. I'm like, yeah. there's anything wrong with working, but always never as- assuming that I actually had like a corporate career ever, like fucking yeah. ever, well, ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk about not working too. Right. Yeah. Um, and not, not working and not having children like, or being an entrepreneur sure. Yeah. and, you know, having like, for me, like I have multiple businesses and I'm always hopping around and I'm still trying to find my one thing. Right. Right. And, and I hate having to explain that to people, um, you know, and they're like, Oh, you just, you stay home. That's why I say I'm a domestic goddess. Right. Like I I manage my house. I manage my home. I manage my life. I manage my husband's life. But I hear what you're saying. Cause it's not, and it has, and it has value. It has value. Even though I don't have children, even though I'm not a stay at home mom. Right. If I had a child at home, then it would be like valid. Right. right, Totally. That's what I told my husband. I'm a stay at home, not mom. And people just need to deal with that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 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 I'm like, and, but you're right because it's not, they can't put it in a box because you can't, you're, it's not traditional in their minds that they can't put it in a box. So the value of it. And and that's how I felt, especially when I started my company. And uh, I just was like, well, no, I have a marketing company that I'm just starting. And well, what, like, well, what, how you start? Like, it it just, I understand. And, And I've worked really hard and now I'm seven years in and it's there, but I think it's just one of those things where people have a very specific idea of what they think we should be doing and what it yeah. should look like for it to have value. And it's totally. And I, and just to go off of that, um, I feel like just in general, being a woman, um, like being a good woman, being a, being a good, being a good woman is always synonymous with being a good wife, a good mother, a good employee, a good, always being good for other fucking people. Right. Our goodness is always encompassed in serving others. And it's like, why can't I just be me and serve myself and do what the fuck I want to do and be valid for that? You know, there would be, we'd be right in the world. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. 
Um, so let's see any other things I have on my list here that we haven't touched on yet. Um, we touched a little bit on age. Um, I think just in general, um, with ages, I feel like at my age, you start to become invisible a little bit, like in the world, the world perceives it as a woman after 50, you kind of don't have value, you know, a little bit. I do definitely feel like there is a stigma for that. If I get one more person, it's like, oh, you look really good for your age. How about just say I look good? How about that? How about you're just cute? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I tell people how old I am, they'll say, oh, you look really good for your age. Like, I'll get that, which I know is a compliment. And and listen, I'll take all the compliments I can get. But like, they, but, but I think they don't realize that how just say I look, that you look nice like you know but like it's kind of a backhanded compliment like you're old but you're (laughs) and I don't think everybody means it that way Uh, can we just say like 50 is not fucking old old. like are you kidding me like but I think in the world like I think the stigma of 50 is like you can't the mod people aren't modeling like as with female you you right. can't have children you can't you know you're the way you did look you, is I mean did you know that the golden girls are in their 50s like the show <laughs> the tv show like their age yes I recently saw this except the real the oldest one um the mom thinks she was supposed oh, yeah, to be yeah. like she was supposed to be like in her 60s but the other women in the show were supposed to be presenting as women in their fifties. And they looked not like that. 78. <laughs> right. Yes. And, uh, and they're, they're the same age as the women in, and just like that in sex in the city, the terrible follow-up. Okay. Series sure. did. They're the same age group. So they're supposed to be re- representing so the same women and they look old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Like, they had those like, old lady haircut the hairdos hairdos were like arp like big time dude so i think it's just stuff like that that is just kind of set the standard for what what a woman is supposed to look like at a certain age right and it's bullshit like it's bullshit what they're supposed to look like but also the fact that they don't I feel like have this value, your value proposition has just plummeted. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, yeah. we're not you're hireable. Like, I mean, I can't even imagine if I had to try to go like get a job at a marketing company or an ad agency. Like I, like just seeing my resume and my age, it would be probably pretty hard for me yeah. to compete yeah. with someone your age. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like just because of my age, not because of what I bring to the table, but because of my age. And it's weird because I do look younger physically so if you see me people will let me in the door but if you look at me on paper it would get in the way right 100%. like and it's, it's just weird how that is it's just it's bullshit because we got bullshit. a lot to give I mean I look at my you know my 80 I think she's 87 now my 87 year old grandma you know and she's going through stage four cancer and um, still resilient and still a fighter and still has her own opinions and views and um, you know, you talk about how women become invisible and I see that happen so much with elderly yeah. women too, right? Like people start to take their choice and their rights away. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It um, well, me, it's been a really like, it's as I get older, that's something that I'm starting to notice, you know, and be more a- aware of um, and how that changes and just how people see age and women yeah, and the ones that are on that. And yeah. So what we got to do as women is we just got to keep killing it no matter our age Support each other. Yeah. And support each other for sure. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Genuinely. Yes. And supporting women, you know, it's, um, I suppose it's like trendy right now. Women supporting women. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard out here to be female. It is, but it I really wouldn't is. change it for anything. Yeah. Same. I love being a bitch. <laughs> my favorite. Um, that's actually, I'm a, a, well, not being a bitch, but like anger, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. People oh. Don't that. You're not allowed mm. to be mad at a girl. <laughs> yeah. If you're a woman can't get upset especially if you're a woman of color you're a badass if you're a woman you're a bitch yep 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 yep. we see it all the time especially in um 
well, really in all settings, but specifically I think of like work settings, you know, I think of like when I worked for a big corporation and the differences in how the men in leadership were allowed to act and how the women in leadership were allowed to act, you know, and how we're treated. I mean, how many times a <laughs> You tell a woman to calm down, you know, women are, we're hysterical. If we're upset about something, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. allowed to have opinions. We're not allowed to be blunt. We're not allowed to, you know, all of those things are perceived as negative, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That you're out of control. <laughs> Try to control me. I am out of control. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I got a whole 10,000 people that like it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's a thing. I mean, you know, I hope what you get out of this episode is like, again, do what feels right for you, you know, and those things can change over time too. Right. I feel like women are constantly, um, like when we want to change or we're growing, it's like, we're not allowed to, you know, we're looked at like, well, what happened to who you used to be or how you used to look like what's like, it's like fucking leave us alone. Right. I think that's the moral of all this. Do what you want to do and leave bitches alone and let them do their own thing. <laughs> Ditto. I suck at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.